question would have been senior year. We took our foreign soil trip, a week long trip to Mexico where we met uh, Kevin and Allison Witted at the ministry they were involved with in uh, Baja, California. They were teachers at a deaf school, so they were, were teaching deaf children um, using sign language. So there was also an emphasis on, on discipleship and sharing the gospel with uh, the kids there as well. Uh, we went down as a service project, and while we were down there, Kevin and Allison took us over to another ministry called Ventana Ministries. That was basically a ministry that offered a year-long program for people with an interest in missions that were recent high school graduates. Uh, really caught my attention at the time I'd already applied for Moody Bible Institute and then came back to Michigan and was like, hey, mom and dad, I want to go to Mexico for a year. After high school, I went to a gap year program in Mexico called Ventana Ministries. Ventana Ministries was like, this is the first like chance or exposure into that world of missions, and not just like a week-long trip, but something that's substantially longer. Yeah, so the gap year was a nine-month program in Mexico. It was in Baja, California. There was a time when we were in Mexico where we went for about six weeks down to Culiacan. It's kind of central Mexico. It was like, you know, the most dangerous city in the world. Like there was just crazy stuff going on down there with the drug cartel. Produce companies will hire uh, indigenous Mexicans. They'd bust people up from southern Mexico for work, and so they would have them work in, like, labor camps. Um, and then at night, they would all come back to their quote-unquote houses. And that was my first exposure to, like, severe poverty, like people that are just barely making it. They were not very good living conditions. There were times that we were walking through camps with human feces on the ground, and um, it was a mess. Kids running around, and um, just not a very healthy environment. And um, we'd walk around and knock on each door and ask them. In southern Mexico, they just speak a bunch of different dialects and languages. And there's kind of three main languages and about 300 dialects in those three languages. There's Mazatec, Zapotec, and Mixteco. I can I can say a phrase. I can say God bless you in Mixteco. Nena gatze chikonye, which is a tonal language. So if anyone is listening to this and speaks Mixteco and I am saying it in the wrong tone, I sincerely apologize. And so we would go in with this organization and we would we had a system to diagnose the different dialects. And then we would run back um, to like the van wherever it was parked and we had CDs and um, burners and stuff that we would burn like the music that we had in their language or um, the book of John in their language or whatever that might be. So sometimes it was like, oh, here's a whole New Testament. Other times it was like, here's the book of John or here's a worship song or you know, maybe we don't have anything in your dialect. They were just so, so, so thrilled to have something in their heart language. Uh, they would do like a call to faith in the evening. They'd say, hey, come, we're going to show a movie. And at the end of the night, um, they would show the Jesus film in Spanish. And so they would show the film. They'd do a call to faith, and people would respond to that. And then we would leave and go to the next labor camp and do the same thing the next night. And we did that for six weeks. By week two, like I, I remember listening to the Jesus film. My Spanish at the time was, I don't know, middle of the road. It wasn't great. But it was a lot better than the people we were doing ministry with. 
they were, uh, you know, they spoke their dialect and they may have known a little bit of Spanish. I mean, almost everyone I talked to, my Spanish was better than theirs. And, but when I listened to the Jesus film and I grew up in the church, I know the message, I know the stories, I know all of it. Like I still had a hard under time understanding the gospel and the stories in Spanish because it's, it's heart level stuff. Like it's deep truce. Um, and my Spanish wasn't there yet. So I was like, man, like, how are these people understanding anything that's being communicated in this movie if I'm not even understanding it? My Spanish is better, and I, I know what this movie's about. That was the time that God really showed me a greater need of the living word of God in each language and in the heart language specifically. It's a realizing that, and there wasn't, there was no follow-up with people. So even if they were saved, we're just leaving you know, babies on the battlefield, like you've entered into a new battle now as a believer and you're just leaving them as infants in the faith. There's no discipleship. There's no church. There's no Bible, right? All these things that the Lord uses, the Holy Spirit uses to grow us. And Paul talks about all the time or in Colossians, he's saying, he says he's striving with all the energy of Christ to bring people to maturity, you know? And so he's pouring in to present people mature before the Lord. And it's like, and that was that was Paul's goal. It wasn't necessarily saving people. That's part of it, but it was bringing people to a place of maturity in their faith of knowing God. Our time in Mexico was super influential in what we did in the future in regards to ministry. Man, we saw the importance of ministry in the heart language. The gospel demands clarity. 